Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have a special guest today. Her name is JC Nordiff, and she is a friend of mine. Uh, you're going to be hearing probably in this podcast lots of giggles because she is one of my favorite people, and we just have so much fun together. But let me go ahead and read a little bit about JC. <laughs> she is an, an intuitive embodiment coach who guides self-aware women to create their own version of success and connect connect to self to experience a deeper level of consciousness and healing. JC helps you achieve this through her subconscious healing, embodiment work, and intuitive channeling to help uncover the things that are truly holding you back from creating the life you desire. She focuses a lot on tapping into that next level of healing, feeling safe and connected to your body, confidence, overcoming body uh, image struggles, subconscious reprogramming, and creating a life that is aligned for you. Welcome, JC. It's so nice to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I know. Once you're like, we're like, oh, let's do a podcast together. I'm like, why didn't we do one like a long time ago? I think we've done like one like Instagram live or something. And that was so much fun. I was just like giggling and laughing and we were just having so much fun. You know, I was like, I can't believe we haven't done one yet. Like, right? you've had your podcast for like a while. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels like a long time. <laughs> totally, totally. I was just sharing with my husband yesterday. I said, "Oh my gosh, my twin is going to be coming, but she's not my twin because she's blonde and I'm brunette." <laughs> I feel like we have so much in common, and I, I feel like we always like empower people through our energy and our love and our light and I, I and I love that about you and I would just love for you to share your a little bit about your background and how you became into the got into the coaching world oh yeah I love this question so I started off doing fitness coaching because I went to school for like personal training and like physiotherapy assistant and all this stuff so I I tried doing it like in person stuff and it just like didn't feel fitting and, like, I'm somebody that has always enjoyed, like, online stuff. Like, even, like, back in the day when it was, like, Nexopia or things like that or MySpace. <laughs> and I, like, you know, those, like, cringy Facebook memories that you always pop up. I always shared things. And I've always been that type of person to, like, I've always wanted to, like, share what I'm going through and helping others. And I had some, like, pivots in my life around my purpose. But... I've always known that I'm like meant to like really help people heal. And I just kind of like shared my own experiences through that. And as I went through my own healing journey through um, having an online business and the kind of like the healing energy you get through like this work and like through putting yourself out there and like building the confidence and like healing through a lot of things. Cause like anything related to business or money, everything comes up for us. 
it's such a roller coaster <laughs> like totally it really like was the biggest catalyst for me and it still is of my healing and really t- tapping into that next level so I got into this work through my own journey and like through really allowing myself just to be seen and like allowing myself to go through this process and so that's kind of how I got into the, this coaching world and I've done a few things I've done like uh fitness coaching and like dating coaching and all these different aspects but they all come back to the same things and they come through the same principles that I teach now so because our healing journey is something that is it's such a like a foundation for what we want in all areas of our lives right yes the healing journey (laughs) now I always wanted to know what embodiment meant so what does embodiment mean to you Mm, I love this to me embodiment really means like the energy of being and like being with yourself and like really like I picture it like as you're like moving through like any emotion like how are you showing up in that way like how are you showing up for yourself when things are hard or how are you showing up for yourself when like even like you're celebrating something or how are you showing up when you're happy like really being in your body and like you know that energy of like feeling like at home with yourself yeah that's like what I would imagine like embodiment so like really being in your body and like really feeling whatever you're like wanting in your body and you feel like super connected to that whatever you're working through but like that's how I would describe uh embodiment work if that makes sense that totally makes sense and you know growing up I was always body shaming myself because, you know, I'd see on TV, like supermodels, I'd see like, like those fitness trainers that are all like nice and have this tight butt and tight abs and just, and my body type did is not designed for their, like that type of body. (laughs) I am more like muscular. I have like more meat on my bones and like, you know, the Latina, big booty, big boobies (laughs) sort of thing, right? And I always felt like I had to compare myself to these models. And I was trying to go on diets, these fad diets and everything. And I just really didn't love myself. What are some ways that at a young age, we can start loving ourselves and appreciating the body that God has given us? Hmm. I love that question because I went through all that too. Like I have a big booty. I have big hips and I spent so long, like over a decade of really trying to fit myself in those bodies, but like, we're not meant to do that. And like, we're being given this like idea of what beautiful is from like a magazine and like what other people are telling us, like everybody is beautiful in its own way. And like, we get to decide what beautiful is. Like some people might be attracted to a different type of body, but that's, that's not up to us to like shape ourselves into that in that mold and essentially putting ourselves in a box or like making ourselves feel small so that we fit in I forget what the question you asked me oh yeah no I think you answered (laughs) you know what's what I love about you JC is like you answer the question in this like fluid way that it just comes out naturally (laughs) I really don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth like honestly it's all like channel, like my intuition just guides me. I don't even know what comes out of my mouth. Yes, <laughs> that's a great answer though. Yeah, we should just be, <laughs> just be ourselves. 
But I do want to talk a little bit about that intuition and channeling because I hear a lot of people talking about channeling. I I don't know what is channeling. So for me, like I wouldn't label myself as like psychic or for me, it's more so like, so like I always talk about feeling connected to your body. And for me, like when I'm connected to my body, like I can just like, it's more like a feeling like I get an I like I a, a download or an idea comes through me and it's something that I just like need to share like it's like my gut feeling like making like I almost feel like I need to share it like somebody needs to hear it and so when you can like really connect to your body and connect to yourself then you can like really tap more into your intuition because like our intuition lies like in our bodies right but if we're blocked by certain things or a lot of the times with intuition we like question it and we think like, what does this even mean? Like sometimes it makes no sense what comes up for us. It like everybody has their own intuition, but I think it's a sense of like trusting it and like allowing it to come out however it's meant to, and not like worrying how people will take it or like worrying how people perceive it. But for me, like it's taken a long time and I'm not perfect, but I think it's just really important to just like feel connected to your body and feel safe in your body. Cause when we can feel safe we're more so going to express ourselves and express how we feel or express what comes up for us. And like everybody has like their own unique powers or gifts or whatever you want to call it. And like some people will see more or like some people will feel more connected to God and they'll feel God like speaking to them. Some other people probably have like, I know they do like psychic abilities and all that, but I think we all have different spiritual gifts and I think it's a sense of like feeling connected to God and like feeling connected to him and like him kind of speaking through us. But I've noticed as I've done more healing around my body and loving my body and creating like a really deep relationship with myself, my intuition is a lot stronger. And I, and two, it's like trusting yourself and trusting your wisdom and trusting like the knowledge you have and like allowing it to come through you. Yes, I'm learning. I learned how to trust myself. And right now, like my mind, my body, I'm still working on the body. (laughs) My mind has become my best friend. My body, you know, we're, we're in the process. We're still checking each other out. But, you know, it's okay because, you know, I, I, what I could say now is like, I truly appreciate my body as it is, but I know where I lack. And that's like, I eat way too much sugar. (laughs) I love sugar, you know, from drinking to then not having any like sugar in my body. I needed some type of sugar. So, but that addiction kind of like never really went away, but I'm not going crazy or anything with eating sugar, but I've learned to appreciate my body and my genetics and trusting myself. And I feel like I am close to the divine and tapping into like my intuition. I am learning more and more how I should be tapping into my intuition. And a lot of it is through like prayer and meditation, I feel, and trusting your Mm. spirit. Yeah, trusting your spirit. And being still. Right, and being still because we're just in this world and it's just chaotic and we go, we get so occupied with outside things that we forget about our inside things, which is our spirit Mm -hmm. and our heart and our love. And I I just love what you do with, because we're talking about tapping. going to have to bring this up because I learned something amazing and I've never learned about tapping in my life before 
And then once you shared, and I think you had a tapping challenge too, <laughs> and something about anxiety and how it can come from like a 10 to like a three in like only a couple of minutes. Can you talk a little bit about tapping and what that, what that does to the body and the mind? Yeah, I love tapping. I could talk about it all day long, so, <laughs> or I pretty much do. So, so it stands for emotional freedom technique. I had to think for a second <laughs> and it's all about like releasing your beliefs or your emotions so like your like subconscious beliefs and like your like big emotions, like any negative emotions. So it's kind of like in a way, like, you know, with acupuncture, how they like stab you with the needle, not stab you. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they get the needle in you like if you want to relieve like physical pain. Right. Okay. So with tapping, it's like releasing that like emotional pain or that emotional experience that you're having through like tapping on certain meridian points because like acupuncture is the same way so it's like you're you're the doctor or the physio or whatever is putting those in the spots that you that are the like the meridian points in your body to relieve like physical pain right so tapping does the same thing by like pinpointing certain areas and like you're sending this frequency to those certain spots as you're like affirming certain things that you want to feel and as you're speaking out like the things you're feeling and the things you're you're experiencing like what you feel is your truth so it really helps you to dig deeper into those beliefs and those emotions it's something so hard to explain because when I explain it people are like how does that make any sense (laughs) and I'm like you just have to experience it I'm all about the feelings always yeah you have to experience it I love it so much. It's helped me so much on my journey. And I've, I do it like literally I'm also again this week, I'm like doing it every single day. Cause last time I did this, um, it was so life-changing and I'm actually like doing like the same, I've created like my own meditation. It's around like money and stuff. And it's been helping so much with like my mind, money mindset. And it's just like, you can do it on anything. So I've done a lot on like worthiness. I've done a lot on anxiety I've done a lot on like emotions. I'm a very emotional person. So I I, like done a lot of work around that. And then any beliefs I have around like French calling in new friendships, dating men, (laughs) my business, money, all the things like you can literally create whatever you want around it. And like, once you kind of know how to do it, you can kind of do it on your own too. So of course it's more like specific if you're able to like get, like if somebody does it for you. Cause then you can just like sit there and go through it and you can really feel it. But I love tapping so much. It's helped me so much on my journey. And I don't know where I would be if I, if I've never done it before. So. Yeah. And how do you know which point, uh, which areas to tap to help like certain things, which is like maybe fear or anxiety. So you go through the same, I know we're on a podcast, so you can't see me, but <laughs> you can go to the diff. There's the certain spots that you tap. So you kind of go through it as like a one round almost. So you tap like above your eyebrow, but on the side of your eyes, under your eyes, under your nose, on your chin, on your collarbone, under your armpit, and then also on the top of your head. So that's like one round. So for like, what I do is I'll tap through those and I'll do about a, a few rounds. So that sequence, a few rounds of that, 
for your negative emotions or your negative beliefs, like what you're really experiencing right now. And then you move into the positive ones and then you do a few rounds of that. So that's kind of how I do it so that you're able, I think it's really important to do the negatives first, obviously. And you don't, it's not like you're giving attention to it. You're just like more so giving yourself that awareness of like what you're feeling and really validating what you're going through. Cause I'm not somebody that's going to tell you to only focus on the positives. <laughs> I want you to like feel validated <laughs> in what you're going through. I don't want to bypass anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just focus on the positives no because I, I I keep on hearing people talk about like you have to surrender to that type of emotion that you want to get rid of you want to have to release it somehow and mm -hmm. I know I notice a lot of people with anxiety and fear and resentment and anger and all the negative things since we we're talking about the positive let's talk about the negative and so how can people surrender to a certain emotion like if they have like Say it's for example like childhood trauma and they want to release that how how what are some ways they can surrender mm. well I think the first thing is to give yourself I always say this you probably heard me say this a million times but you first have to like feel that I think a lot of the times when we want to surrender to it and it's not working it's probably because you're not ready to surrender to it mm. right like what I've noticed in my own healing journey and with my clients is that when there's an emotion that we want to release and it's just not working, that emotion isn't like really ready to be released. And sometimes we really need to be in it before we release it. And our emotions are always teaching us something and they're always guiding us. So especially when it comes to uh, like anxiety, I experienced a lot of anxiety there's so much about anxiety that I, that I was like kind of running away from. So if you are struggling to like surrender to something, then maybe like take some time and just be with the emotion. And I know that's probably not what you want to hear because nobody wants to be with the emotion. <laughs> I but love it's so true though. You're right. You're absolutely right. I love shadow work. That stuff makes me so happy. I don't know. I'm somebody that likes to go like deep in there and really figure it because there's so much power in our emotions and what they are trying to tell us. And that's also like, if you want to talk about intuition, like your intuition is fully your emotions. So if you're having a hard time really understanding or you're like feeling blocked when it comes to like needing answers or clarity or like what's your next steps all those things are always attached to your emotion and our anxiety is always trying to tell us something and like our sadness is trying to tell us something that's trying to like show us that something's wrong and that's what our body is trying to like wake us up and like be like hey stop ignoring me so I'm just gonna like send this to you so that you listen <laughs> And then we keep ignoring it and then it keeps getting worse and worse, right? And then all of a sudden we like have to do something because we feel like paralyzed by it, right? So when it comes to, if but if you feel like you're like really ready to surrender, I would say really like asking, the biggest thing is like, where did this belief come from? So when was the first time I felt this? And this is something I dive into like my one-on-one -on -one coaching and everything, but like, When's the first time that I felt, let's say it's unworthiness, like, like, when did I feel this for the first time? Mm -hmm. And that's some other deep work. Like, to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why, like, who told me that this was true? Because a lot of the times our beliefs aren't actually ours. It's a true, it's a belief that we picked up from 
probably our childhood or Mm -hmm. something we heard at a really young age, or it can be something small. And it's not always a very traumatic experience. Sometimes it's like, I don't feel worthy of friendships or something like that. And it could be like when you're little, you got pushed down the the slide or something at, at like recess or things like that. It's those like at that age, those are like the memories and the experiences that carry us through our life. And like all of our experiences and our memories are our subconscious mind. And we can't really like access that unless we actually ask ourselves those questions around our childhood and like where this actually came from and really like digging into where the root causes so that you can like release it and surrender to it and so that you can actually let it go because I don't really feel like and this is something I realized about myself when I was doing like all this mindset work and all this journaling like I was journaling probably 24 hours a day (laughs) (laughs) I realized like I never actually released these things because I like I felt like journaling was like how you release stuff like you just write out I am no longer available for blank. Like I looked through some <laughs> journals and I was like, I wrote this all the time. And I think I knew, like I did the best I could. And like, if you're, I'm not here to like shame you for it, but I just want to bring <laughs> some awareness. I did this and like, I just, because I didn't know this and I just want to share it with others. But journaling is like a conscious practice so it's like it just it's still in your headspace it's not so much like releasing things when we release a belief or release an emotion we have to do like that subconscious work of like really tapping into like the memories and the experiences you had and really get into the root issue and the root problem so that you can release it because that's really how you change your behaviors and change your habits is through that deeper work but yeah I just wanted to share that with you because I I realized like we don't actually like so many of us don't actually release our beliefs like we carry this stuff with us for sometimes our entire life like I was carrying these beliefs especially around worthiness like for years like and it's always something I'm working on but I was carrying this belief for like my whole life and like I never like till like the last few years is when I really tapped more into this work but like it made me realize how we just like carry these beliefs for years and years and years and most of us don't like a lot like release it for ourselves yes and that's why coaching is very important and uh you can journal all you want and get nowhere (laughs) maybe you write a book eventually you know call it my (laughs) my thoughts and feelings (laughs) with all the journaling well I'm not here to bash I love I still journal I love it I'm a writer I used to make like the most long posts in my life well I kind of still do on Instagram but I, (laughs) I love journaling. I'm not here to bash it, but like, if you want to release stuff like journaling won't actually help you do that. Just want to let you know. (laughs) And that's why, that's why coaching is important. I feel like, right? Like they're there to guide you throughout the process of your releasing certain things in that you've been keeping all your life. Can you talk a little bit about like what you, what kind of process you take your clients through? Mm, yes so I have like a five-step like reclaim your method process and so it's like pretty much reclaiming your life so what we'll do first is really kind of do like a life audit I like to call it and like really figure out like where where you are and like what you want to accomplish and what you desire to do and so we'll first do that and then we'll get into like what you desire, what you want, and what you want to do with me in the time that we work together. 
which is usually like three months to six months. And then we'll tap more into your beliefs. And then I'll, we'll take like a few weeks or however long to really release those beliefs. And so you can feel clear and really like have like your channel or your body like lined up for what you desire and really believing and feeling and embodying <laughs> that you desire. And then we tap more into like your confidence and really allowing yourself to be emotionally regulated. I do a lot of with emotions, as you probably can tell if you're <laughs> up until now, you probably heard me talk about emotions. Love it. And really like regulating yourself and clearing out your body so that you can feel connected to yourself and really clearing out all like the body struggles and all those things that were holding you back. Because like body connection is like the biggest is like the bread and butter to me. Like I've noticed such a like a huge shift in my life, like in all areas, like when we can release those like body struggles and because like our body image and how we view ourselves, it plays in how we are showing up in all our goals, our achievements, our career, our business, our dreams, like our relationships. Like if you don't, if you don't feel safe being seen like from yourself, you won't feel safe in a relationship, right? Like so much around like those deeper connections. And like, we all say, say we want to feel seen by somebody else and we want to feel seen by our friendships and we want to like feel authentic to who we are. But a lot of the times it has to, when we aren't receiving that a lot of the time, it's because we aren't giving ourselves that. And when you can feel connected to yourself in that way, like so much opens for you and so much changes and I could talk about that all day long, but like, I just want people to heal their relationship with their body so that they can see the difference, how it like completely transforms their life. So that's, <laughs> I know I just rambled, but, and then just like ongoing support and accountability. I I'll also give you like, uh, I'm not all about energy. I also do like strategy and stuff like that to like give you some sort of like aligned plan to help you create like your own version of success. and really achieve your goals with support. That's so awesome. So everyone has like their own personal strategy and personal plan with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Personalize the program. Because <laughs> everybody's, everybody's body is different. <laughs> right? I don't know how many times I see body in one day. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like everybody's so unique and like we all are wanting something different. And I think we sometimes too like chase things or try and create things that aren't actually aligned with us. And so when we can actually like reprogram ourselves, we can like align ourselves to what we actually want. Yeah. Do you think this whole programming stuff comes from outside influence, like movies, you know, even the news, <laughs> school? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think it just comes from like everything that we're like consuming off, like, especially like it definitely comes from like how we were grown up like what examples we had growing up what kind of friendships we have like what they're what they're creating because I don't know if you ever noticed like whenever like sometimes when I follow people I think it's I'm also like an empath so I take on other people's energy really easily but you'll like or you hire a coach and all of a sudden you notice that you're kind of talking like them or like something like that so we just like take on other people's energy and like we we see somebody being successful so like we and we like we think like success is going to give us like a feeling of some sort and like I'm not here to say not don't chase your goals but sometimes we chase things or like try and create things that aren't actually what is aligned with us 
because we see somebody else happy or we see somebody else thriving. So then we try and recreate that, but then it's never the same. So when we can like come from like an aligned place and like kind of like let go of all of the the beliefs and like the programming that we got through just like what we consume, who we're friends with, who we're surrounding ourselves with and how we define success. So I feel like it's very traditional, like success equals money. Right. But like really getting down to like what, when you imagine your dream life or you imagine your life, like if you could live like the perfect life or live the best life you possibly could, like, what would that look like? And like, how would that feel? And what would you be doing? All those questions that can help you to like get more clarity on what that actually means for you. Yeah. Like a visualization exercise, right. Or just have Mm -hmm. them just close because the imagination, I always talk about imagination in my podcast. Cause (laughs) Hey, when you're thinking something for a long time, you're literally creating it. (laughs) So you better start thinking some good thoughts and imagine some good things. Like I, I was always imagining bad things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to entertain that in my head. I've learned now to just create love, create like a certain type of frequency that I want uh, others to feel as well as I want to feel as well. (laughs) Like reciprocation, right? That's why I love you always because like, I feel like we're always (laughs) giving each other each other's energy. (laughs) But I've, I've learned to take those practices, like you said, with visualization and then just start creating like the life that I want. And I, and I say, do you think that writing your goals down every day helps? Um, I would say, and like, I would say more. Yeah. Like, and I think the biggest hack ever is like, obviously I love visualizing things like, and growing up, I was always like daydreaming. I don't know if you were, but I was always yeah. the kid that I was like, zoned out, like somebody I'm so bad at that like somebody would be like are you even there I'm like oh what <laughs> you know where am I <laughs> definitely me but like when you pay more attention to like what you want versus what you don't want and we're human that's just what we do but things really like what you focus on amplifies right so if you're always focusing on what you don't have or how how your life sucks or you don't have the relationship you don't have the business the money whatever you're going to keep creating more of that right so it's really important to like visualize and write down what you want, get really clear on what you want and then creating like those little action steps so that you can actually create, bring that to your reality. So yeah, I would agree with you on the writing down your goals. I'm always, I'm a Capricorn. I always write down my goals. Oh yeah, (laughs) you have to. I mean, I, I, I have one big goal, like on my vanity, (laughs) I wrote it with one of my eyeliners I am grateful for making 50,000 a month. <laughs> not that a stretch. Like, like that is like an ultimate stretch goal. But you know what? Why not? I always say, why not? If it is a goal of mine and I want it, then why can't I write it and then visualize that and see that every day? Now, are you a believer like into like vision boards and everything? What are your thoughts about vision boards? I love vision boards. I feel like it gets you in that bar. I actually have mine hung up in my office right in my corner. Nice. But... I love vision boards and like I feel like if you see it and like that's like with our subconscious mind if we like imagine those things and create more of that we normalize it more right like we need to feel like worthy of those and we need to feel like it's going to happen right so if you're always seeing those images and those experiences and you're saying those things you see it on your mirror like I think you should put that everywhere because then you'll like 
really feel more into it. I even see this, like, I listened to this one podcast the other day and it said to put like your goal or your manifestation as your password. Because every time you open your phone, you have to like put it in your phone, right? So then you're like repeating it and you keep say, like thinking of it and you like, it's always on your mind, right? In like a surrendered place. It's not like every time you type it in, you like get upset or something, right? It's like allows you to be neutral about your goals in my I don't know. I feel like it's a great thing to like, it's something you need to do to like, feel like it's going to happen. I think in my experiences. Right. I remember a long time ago in the 2013, I think, or 2012, I did have a vision board and I swear everything came true besides like one, (laughs) but everything, a car, DJ equipment, uh, uh, traveling, uh, all these different things that I wanted back then came true. And I was like, wow and this is before I was like involved in this was during my sickness so if it was if it could happen during my sickness of like drinking alcohol and being intoxicated majority of my <laughs> majority of the day can I imagine what it'd be like just being in sober-minded and then really focusing on your goals I think that you'll get way more and then you'll be much more fulfilled as well right <laughs> it's always so fun to like look back you know when like like before you're into like, I know I do this all the time, but like, it's just a reminder how we're always manifesting things. Like, it's not like just one day you're like, we're either manifesting positive things or negative things. Right. But I don't know if you ever look back on your journey, like maybe before, like maybe when you weren't sober of like things you were manifesting, but you weren't in that work yet. But now that you look back, you're like, whoa, I was actually like doing it. And I wasn't even aware of it. (laughs) Totally. And it's crazy because here I was more, more focused on like worldly things, you know, like cars, clothes, this, that. And now I'm more focused on like, how can I serve? How can I give back to the community? Uh, What can I do to create an impact to somebody's life? You know, what if maybe I could be just a good listener? Maybe someone just needs to tell me something. How can I help them? And I always feel like service is a big, big part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. Like, I love community service. Like, my biggest thing was always serving the homeless. And I just had a sense of like, wow, look where they're at. But and then yet I never felt like uncomfortable, even I don't care if they were dirty or stinky, you know, even sometimes drugged up, you know, I wanted them to know that, hey, there's somebody that can talk to them (laughs) because Mm -hmm. some people just need to talk to somebody. It's not about always like the food and the clothes. People just want conversation and have some type of relationship with somebody because relationships are important, I feel. It almost like removes you too from like every, like we go through our lives, like of course, like we wake up and like, we think we're kind of in this like spiral sometimes, or like, we all have things that come up that we're struggling with. So it kind of like helps you remove that part of like what you're going through for a moment. And then you, it changes your perspective because you see somebody that's really like, they can't even afford to live somewhere, right? Like if they're homeless or going through things, then it kind of like allows you to see things differently. And then it also, yeah, allows you to like connect with them. Like these are people you probably would have never connected with if it wasn't for that. I did some volunteering a few years ago and it was honestly so much fun and I loved it so much. I did like walks with um, stroke patients and they would come like, like they were like recovered and stuff, but they had to go through maybe a daily walk or like a weekly walk, but I'd walk with them around the hospital and you'd have a partner 
and you would hear about their whole like life story this is when I was doing like physiotherapy and stuff this was like in my other life (laughs) (laughs) but it was such a fun experience like I loved it so much oh that's so awesome yeah my mom used to actually go to hospitals uh the elderly I guess the elderly home care and she would read to them and just read I was like oh mom you're so sweet But my mom is very giving. She's always been like such a blessing to like everybody. And I just, I love her. <laughs> but back to the body, body shaming, <laughs> body image. We get so distracted. I know. <laughs> we can go on in different tangents and go like it in la la land. <laughs> now, what are some ways women can start loving their bodies? I would say there's so much. I could talk about so many things. Where do I want to start with this? I would say the best way is, I'm all about this, but like creating your, like a really fun and exciting morning routine. So a couple years ago when I like ended a toxic relationship, I had like a lot of anxiety and like I was going through it for sure. And I was at a place in my life where I didn't know what was going to happen. And I just like, you know, those moments in your life where you're, it's like the catalyst to more, but you don't really know that yet. And you are just kind of really going through it. And I was feeling very anxious and I was very dysregulated. This was before I did like all this work, but I created a morning routine and I focused on like breath work and I focused on journaling and just giving myself that space to like start my day with like mindfulness and like giving myself that space to like love myself. So the first tip I would tell is like create a morning routine that you can stick to. So for me, I mine is very like what I need in that day or like what I need support in because that's really like it gives me that like it takes that pressure off. Like you don't need to like have green juice and walk 5K and crazy <laughs> stuff. It's a long walk. <laughs> make it simple because as you make it simple too and you like put less expectations on yourself, you'll end up doing more and you'll be consistent. Like I've been doing this like while I was traveling, I wasn't like doing it every day, but Typically, like the last few years, I've been so consistent with my morning routine because it's actually something that I love doing and I look forward to it. And just like make it an experience, like make it fun to be showing up for yourself. That's like my first tip for you. The second thing is to like take yourself on like dates or experiences. Like this has been such a game changer for me. I actually just went on my first like solo vacation, which you don't have to do. I know that's a big step, (laughs) but like, just take yourself, even if it's like to go to Starbucks and like to the park or just like being with your yourself, like treating yourself like a best friend. And for me, that's like taking myself on a date. Like I just like love going on, like I'm in my hometown again now. So that's like kind of awkward, but like, I just do it when I travel. (laughs) Or I just, like, romanticize everything in my life. That's my third tip is, like, romanticizing <laughs> everything in my life. That's, like, the biggest thing for me as well. Um, the fourth thing, I don't even know how many tips I'm going to give. This is just on the spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, Those are the best. I, would, I would say, like, loving on yourself and, like, validating your emotions. So this is, like, the biggest thing. This is a lot of what I do, honestly. Like, what I've noticed is like people just need to feel validated and people just, and that's you too. Like you just like need to validate your experiences and validate what you're going through. Like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I 
I'm so sorry, like, that's not fair to you, or like, that must be so hard, that must feel exhausting, like, just giving yourself that self-validation, and really allow yourself to feel seen, that's, like, the biggest thing for me, is, like, really, like, validating everything, and you can't validate yourself too much, like, I don't know, like, if you give yourself too much love, like, what's going to happen? Nothing. So don't be scared <laughs> to be, like, full of yourself or something like that. I hate when people say that. I'm like, love on yourself all the time. <laughs> and then another one I would say is, like, move your body in a way that feels good to you and create, like, a routine for yourself that, like, because, like, I don't know, like, my mindset around, because I wasn't, like, a like personal training, all the things, but I had like a very aggressive, like eating disorder. I really struggle with binge eating. So I've like changed the way I work out and all that so much. Like I love walks. Like I will, like speaking of 5k walks, I probably do that every day. Oh, wow. But it's, maybe <laughs> not. Like, I don't know. I like walk so much. It's so like, it's like therapy for me. Like I just love going on walks. So like find a way that you can move your body and like really nourish your body, not because you have to, but because it feels good. And because, you know, it's like, it's like a way of self-love almost in my experiences, like moving my body. It just feels good. You get those endorphins flowing through you and like you're showing up for yourself and you're working on yourself and you're giving yourself that love to like treat yourself with like movement and health and all those things. And then, like, just really, like, define self-love or define what it means to have a healthy relationship with yourself and, like, give yourself that space to heal those parts of yourselves. Like, all your insecurities, like, really tap more into, like, the insecurities you feel and, like, the things that are really stopping you. And native self-talk has also been coming up a lot in the conversations I've been having. So really take that time to, like, replace those negative thoughts and be aware of them and like replace them with like positive ones and give yourself that love and those things that you wish somebody else would say to you and I know it's easier said than done but like just like it's a habit that you need to recreate so just like take those little steps into like be nice to yourself and being gracious to you and loving on yourself and like just remember you're doing the best you can based on what you know and the resources you have and your past self has been doing the same thing so just give yourself that love and like just keep showing up for yourself and as we keep doing that we we do end up loving ourselves and it does get easier as we go on and we keep doing it yes I always say we need to become our own best friend right mm -hmm. we have to be our own best friend we have to be our cheerleader because when no one's around besides the divine up there <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is always with us, <laughs> but we are part of the Lord. I mean, God or universe uh, source, whatever you want to call it, is part of us. We're just all connected. And I think that's important that we, you're right. You know, we need to start talking better to ourselves because a lot of times we are just always saying negative things. Like if we don't do something right, or if we did something that we felt like, Hey, I could have done better. And we really do beat up ourselves a lot in our, in our minds. And then we, we we tend to stay in it, though, for a long time, at least I used to. And I, I always thought, like, man, what I knew back, what I know now, I wish I could have just told my younger self everything, all the secrets. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, you need to know this, 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 that. But, you know, I think I, I feel like I needed to go through what I went through, all the darkness and everything that I had to go through. I really had to go through it. I needed to go through the darkness in order to see the light. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like right now, and it is a process, and I absolutely agree with you with the morning routine. That is a great way to start loving on yourself and doing things for yourself. So that we have the morning routine and we have like the, and all of these things you can actually put in your morning routine. And we have the exercise, we have like the breathing, we have all of that stuff. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite thing to do in the morning? I typically do most of my like mindfulness in the morning because like, I don't really do much. Maybe I should like in the evening, but like typically I like to like do like my mindfulness in the morning. And sometimes I'll like go for a walk or go to the gym or whatever in the morning, but Sometimes I feel a bit, like I don't want to add too many things in my morning routine because then I'm exhausted by like noon. <laughs> it's already like when you wish your morning routine, it's already evening because you, <laughs> you did all the things for the morning routine. You're like, oh, it's already seven o'clock now. You're right. <laughs> so I like to do like my movement either. I, I do not like going to the gym in the evening. That's for sure. But I like, I have the flexibility. I'm grateful for my schedule. So typically in the afternoon, I'll like go and do something. Or when I'm more consistent with the gym, I tend to like go in the morning or the afternoon, sometimes in the evening, but not too many. T- I actually did yesterday, but I typically don't because it's too crowded for me. I'm an introvert. I like my alone time. <laughs> and it's so crazy. I would have never have thought you're an introvert. Like I like my I alone time too. And it's crazy because I notice I like I love to be by myself. Like I have the best time by myself. You do. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I, I actually love hanging out with myself. Like I get so excited. Like I like to like it's important to see people. I've noticed like sometimes they hermit too much where I'm like, hey, when's the last time I actually seen a person? Like <laughs> No, like I hang out with my dogs all day, but like Aww, that's not the same. Cute. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they're human, but they're not. <laughs> they're like babies. <laughs> they're my babies. But yeah, so I forget I was saying. Yeah, intro- like I'm like super high energy when I'm with people, but then I'm like to recharge. I like need to be by myself. But yeah, I love my alone time. Like I think it's because I create things, everything like into an experience. And I make it, like, it could be the simplest thing, like, going to Starbucks for a coffee, but I make it such a big deal in my head. (laughs) And I just hype myself up about it, like, yeah, let's go get some coffee, let's, like, (laughs) get our favorite drink, let's put on the the tunes, have a dance party, let's look cute, let's put on some makeup, like, I make it a whole thing so that I, you know, that way you can really, like, romanticize the little moments, because I think when we were feeling down, we're kind of on autopilot and we're just kind of going through the motions of life. And there's nothing exciting happening. I'm also an Enneagram seven. So I'm like all about <laughs> <laughs> me too. It's a, uh, was it an optimist, uh, entertainer or something like that? Yes. Like that. We're always <laughs> excited or we always, I realize we always say I'm obsessed with this. Like I say that 16 times a day because I'm obsessed <laughs> with everything, but, but like really just like hype yourself up. Like create like every the things you love doing do more of that like bring more joy into your life and like you'll you'll feel better and you'll you'll view yourself differently but yeah as you go on your own journey of hanging out with yourself more and just being alone and like quality time with yourself and I'm not saying you have to be alone all the time I don't think that's healthy either (laughs) but just give yourself that like love and like love all the things you do yeah I say always find your passion you know whatever whatever you're passionate about you know it sucks because in school you know I feel like we were deprived of like learning what we wanted to learn I feel like it was like literally training us to work in corporate America our public schools 
And because, you know, they have like you start at this time, you have lunch at this time, you leave at this time. But it was never the things that I wanted to learn. It was like, you have to take calculus. I'm like, I don't even like math. <laughs> Why do I have to take calculus? I'm not going to do anything. communication how to communicate with people <laughs> and then we had to like learn through the hard knocks of life you know going through these experiences then we had to learn but it's like I wish that there was that's why I like trade school you know because I'm a massage therapist also and that's why I really like oh I love trade schools because it's really what you want to do but I feel like a lot of our a lot of people are you know leaving corporate and going into a business of entrepreneurship you know whatever their life experience was and they whatever they have overcome and now they want to start helping other people they are using their experiences as a career to help people and I think that's so great and that's what that's what I'm doing <laughs> I'm using all my drinking years to to help people <laughs> understand hey there's better and more out there than just booze well I think too when people are drinking and like I know in my life when I've like over consumed alcohol, it's always been like out of boredom or like nothing to look forward to or like, you know, you're just like chilling. So you're like, well, I might as well have a drink or. <laughs> and it was me. That was totally me. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And so like really it's, and that's like any like habit that isn't really healthy. Like it's like the why of like why we're doing it. And yeah, like with booze and stuff, I think that's like when you do it, like sometimes it's like, okay, I guess if people don't have a, but it's not really like healthy, like with like alcohol, but yeah, there's just so much about that, but I forget I was talking about, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, it's like the reason of why we're doing things. And yeah, like, I feel like too, yeah, like our purpose and all that too plays such a huge part in like feeling fulfilled. So and like my binge eating was probably the worst when I was like at like right before I started my business when I knew I wanted to do something else but it felt so overwhelming and like all the fears came up and like all the emotions that's like when I was binge eating the most right it's like when we're like suppressing our emotions or like we're not being honest with ourselves and we're not taking those leaps that we know like are meant for us that's too when we create those unhealthy habits I don't know if that's anything to do with like alcohol as well, but I definitely noticed like my relationship with food was at an all time low whenever I was like going through a hard time because I was using food to like feel better about myself. Yeah, the, I've, I've interviewed some some women who were talking about that disordered eating where they would then just go binge eat a lot. And then they would then also stop eating because they binge eat. They want to stop eating for a long time. It's like, man. Mm -hmm. So same thing with alcohol. Yeah. And so same thing with alcohol. Like I was obviously masking something, wanting to numb something that was like, I feel like I was drinking because I wanted to be more confident, feel comfortable in my own skin. And this goes back to our original topic again. 
we keep on getting off topic about our body image and how to have a healthy relationship with our body. And that was me. I used alcohol so I can feel better about my image uh, and my personality and my looks and my body. And I feel that, and that's why I do the coaching as well, where I take those clients and either sober curious or in recovery, and I show them how to love themselves as well and to start appreciating who they are and their gifts. And then we can talk about gifts too. Now, I have a gift of healing. So I took one of, I think it was Jessica Lamar's uh, quiz. <laughs> and uh, I had the gift of healing. I don't know. What is your gift? forget what mine was probably what many <laughs> but like from the quiz I didn't know what it was but my so yeah my gift my number one gift is be able to hold space for people this is something that I didn't I thought every like I you know when you have a gift you sometimes don't even realize it's a gift because you think everybody can do it but then right. you realize no but then you like people say or like you experience it or like it's kind of like an obstacle you see in your life so I've always been really good at like holding space for people and like being able to like validate people and like just giving themselves that space to like feel what they feel. So I'm like, I'm not uncomfortable when it's silent and they're just talking or they're like, there's a pause. Like I'm somebody that's like completely comfortable with that. And like, you know, when like people share something, a lot of the times people like, I've noticed this, like people just don't really know how to relate or hold space for that. So they tend to share something about themselves, but a lot of the times people like when they're really going through it, they need that space for like for whatever they're moving through. They just like need you to like validate them. And I always thought this was just something everybody could do. But like, as I like did more coaching and stuff, this is something that kept coming up and what people have said to me like for years and years. And that's like my number one gift. And like, also like give it, like I have a million ideas and visions. Like I'm a visionary for sure. So <laughs> whenever somebody's sharing like a business idea or like an idea they want to do I get so many ideas for them or like it's crazy like I just get so many downloads on like if they're feeling stuck like oh this is coming up but I want this like I get so many ideas and I'm just like also really good at like the strategy side of things like I just like love giving people ideas because then I could just give it to them and then they could go do it because I don't like little tasks. I like just the big picture and like big visions and like that like big dream that you have. Like I love giving people ideas on how they can like accomplish that because like and I've had this happen so many times where I'm like why are like I first asked for that permission like can I share this with you because it's I think it's important to first ask because sometimes people are not ready for it I've realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I asked like, hey, I have this idea for you. Can I share it with you? And most of the time, of course, everybody's like, yeah, share it. And then I share it with them. And so many times they actually go do the thing and they're like, like they love it. So I don't know. I, I see people's potential and I see, I think that's what it is. I see people's potential and I see what they can do. And like, obviously when you're giving some somebody like an idea, you're not like blocked by all these fears and things. So you could just like give this to them and they're, it's like, they can receive it or if it doesn't resonate with them, that's fine. But I think it's like fun to have those people in your life because who doesn't like love to like be mirrored back on like what they're capable of and like what the things that they should be doing, especially like around purpose and stuff. So it's funny because I am the same way. Oh, good to know that somebody else is like that because, okay, let me tell you a story. 
Um, so when I, my, when I first started, I wouldn't say dating my husband, we were just kind of like hanging out. <laughs> we got married like right away. This is my second marriage, not the one with the alcohol and the drugs and everything. <laughs> this is the one that's sober relationship. And, and I look, cause he's an elect, not an electrical engineer. I'm sorry. He's a mechanical engineer. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I see you having your own team, having you as a manager. And he was like, Hmm. He's like, I said, yeah, I just, I just blurted it out. And I kid you not. So that was in 2019. Now is uh, 2023. He is in the process of taking some certification for him to become a manager so he can have his own team. But I see this vision for him long ago and he didn't see it for himself until like with that within the last year. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I said, who's the one who told you? <laughs> I saw the big picture. Like I, I look at people I'm like, oh, you're going to do this. <laughs> I can see you do that there's your intuition girl you got it like (laughs) your intuition is like this is what you're gonna do right 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 so I love that that's awesome yeah that's so much fun when you can see but then you're like hey like give me some like validation because like you know when you do that and then they're like they act like they came up with I'm like no told you to do that thing I just want to be validated all the time yeah (laughs) oh trust me I I tell him and remind him I'm like you see you see I said, I know your potential. I know your capability. I know your skills. I know where your heart is. And um, we were, remember we were doing that Enneagram meeting. <laughs> and then I was looking at like the Enneagrams. I'm Enneagram 7 as well. And and I saw a, a little description about something. And I'm like, that's my husband, a one. And it was just one little description. And I remember last night I made him take the Enneagram test. <laughs> I said, take it. I want to prove that you're a one. Sure enough, he was the one. <laughs> Just that one. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> but anyway, <Right. laughs> see, I know, you right? Can trust the snudges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, JC, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners when it comes to having a better relationship with the with their body and start, you know, to appreciate their body more and loving themselves? I would say the biggest thing is to really just know that it's a journey and it's something that like, it's never really over. It's just something you have to continuously work on. Like eventually it will get easier. And like, just when I compare my journey, like I feel like in a really good place, but it's something that I am always showing up for. And it's always something I'm prioritizing. So if you're in the thick of it, just know it'll get easier if you like, do that work and like really invest in yourself and invest in wherever you're feeling called, no matter if that's like a coach or time or um, wherever you're putting your focus on, obviously like allows you to get where you want in life. So I would say just keep loving on yourself and like putting in that work and like treat it like a relationship where you just like keep showing up for yourself and doing the things that you need support in and you will get to where you want to be. So yeah. That's like the biggest thing. And just like keep doing your thing and know that you're not the only one. A lot of people struggle with it. Sometimes that helps to hear that like you're not the only one that goes through this. And it's hard. Like we go through our lives, like we only have one body and we go through so much. We take our body through so much ups and downs. And a lot of the times we're like abandoning ourselves and doing all these crazy things. And then we wonder why our bodies are not showing up the way that we wanted to. Because, like, if we treated anything else that way, then it wouldn't be working, right? But our bodies are so crazy and so 
powerful and they just have so much wisdom and they are the catalyst to creating the life you want but we have to heal and like show up for ourselves so that we have that capacity to do what we want in life Yes, I love that. And, you know, because we're spiritual beings, right? And we're in these cute avatar bodies. <laughs> cute, so, avatar bodies. <laughs> cute avatar bodies. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you're, like you say, we can create our, our reality. We can also create our body. We can create our character, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I, I remember, like, I didn't know how to do makeup before. I just did, like, only the eyeliner and, like, some lip gloss and that was it but now I started like playing with the eyeshadows and everything and then you can actually do these things whatever you feel like you want with your body you can do and you can transform your body too Mm -hmm. and that's the process that I'm doing and taking myself right now I'm on day two of my detox and that's why I'm a little bit I've just been doing vegetables today (laughs) it's like this soup diet thing and it's it's working great but I just wanted to detox all the sugar and stuff and say no no sugar but anyways yeah so where can people find you? And you also have something coming up too. Uh, is it another tapping challenge coming up? So I'm doing a few things. So where you can find me, I hang out a lot on Instagram. And then I also have like a private Facebook group. It's called the Awakened Sisterhood. And I post a lot in there, like around accountability, support, and I do like free trainings in there. And it's like a really fun and exciting like community with people that are, or women that are on their healing journey. And I'm also creating a body workshop. So it's going to be a workshop on how to like heal your relationship with your body and like release all of the things around your, like things you've gone through around like body image struggles and all the like things that are holding you back and like really loving yourself and loving your body and really feeling like connected to yourself. So it'll be like a workshop. So it'll be one one night. I still haven't figured out the date yet. I still have to do the the things. <laughs> but just follow me on Instagram and I'll post things on there. But it's going to be probably between an hour or two hours. So I'll do like a training on how to like really love your body and feel connected to yourself. And then I'm actually going to be doing a inner child hypnosis after. So that is like the biggest thing when it comes to loving your body is like inner child work because that's really where we like develop those struggles and like that's why we have gone through so much is it comes from our inner child and that way we can really get to the root of what what is coming up for you around loving yourself so I've done like inner child hypnosis and it's so powerful and it like completely transformed the way I felt about my body because like you can't like look at your inner child and say like you're ugly or like (laughs) you don't matter like you know like these things we say to ourselves, maybe no, that was extravagant. <laughs> that was funny. You know, like the things we say, all those things we say to ourselves. Hopefully, nobody takes. I'm sorry, but that no, no, it made me laugh. You know, we say these things to ourselves that we would never like. How could you ever say that to your inner child? Like when you say like the things you say to yourself. I, I just imagine myself telling my my younger self, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I would never. So that goes to show you. Yeah, that makes your point. Totally. You would never go say that to like a little girl, right? Or like your your younger self. Like, would you say a, a picture of you when you were younger? You just like love her. Like, I don't know. Every time I see her, she's so cute. So like every time you're saying something nasty to yourself, you're saying that to your inner child, which is like, not okay. You don't say that to a little girl. Like, no. So... 
That's why inner childbirth is so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would never get anything done if we lived closer together. <laughs> no, we, we wouldn't. We would just be laughing 24-7, which would be probably fun, but. Yeah, they say <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> but I love this inner child hyp- hyp- hypnosis then, right? Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. And I've actually experienced just biofeedback. I don't think it was like hypnosis, but we didn't get into the inner child part, but just how to be present in the moment, I guess. And I loved it. So yeah, I'll be joining this. I want to tap into my inner child. (laughs) I'll be giving her compliments though. (laughs) No nasty stuff coming up. But yeah, it's so good. Like really being able to like see her and talk to her and like heal those parts of ourselves that we're holding on to it's so it's so powerful and I'm super excited to do it because I've been doing a lot of tapping lately but I haven't been doing too much hypnosis so I'm excited I'm excited too well thank you so much JC I will have all your information in the show notes and I am so grateful that you have joined me today thank you for having me of course If you're loving what you're hearing, go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. And if you're aligned to leave a five-star review, thank you.